tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Making Mivs. I'm about to go sailing. <laughs> Apparently it looks like I'm about to go to sailing, but like that's the vibe I was going for. I want it to always seem like I'm just, you know, vacationing in Nantucket, sailing, vibing, eating lobster rolls. Like that is my current coastal core style moment. I don't know. It's summer. Okay. I'm having a blast. Also, if you're watching the YouTube video, you could see I'm wearing my new Adidas by Sporty and Rich. Shoes that I am obsessed with. I'm obsessed with this color. Like, this exact color is one of my favorites. However, it's kind of hard to style. Just because, like, the shoes. You have to be wearing something kind of simple. But I will say, I'm just starting to care less. I'm like, if it doesn't match, it doesn't match. Like, it's not a big deal. No one's going to care. Anyway, I am so excited to podcast today. How's everyone's week going? I want to know, comment down below what you're doing. Are you cleaning? Are you doing the dishes? Are you on a hot girl walk? Are you on your commute? Like, comment down below because I would love to know what you guys are doing. You don't understand how much it made my day when you guys all sent me a photo or video of you in 0.5 on your hot girl walks or whatever um you are doing for the day please keep sending me them because i am going to be making tiktoks out of them so thank you so much i'm so excited about that anyway um i have been having a great week and morning it is fourth of july week and the holiday's over but i feel like i'm still in that like summery all-american mode and it feels amazing i don't know something about like being outside, spending time with good friends, eating good food, a hot dog, a burger, whatever. It just, it feels right. It feels like summertime. And summer is my favorite season by far. Like, that's why I live in California. That's why I live in LA, because it's always summer here, or it feels like that. And it's just the best ever. And I woke up, got my ass out of bed early, went to my workout class this morning, and I almost canceled because I was so tired. And then I was like, no. Get your ass out of bed. Get your forking ass up and work. That's what I said. No, but literally, I I don't know. I feel like sometimes you got to push yourself, okay? And I was thinking in my head, I was like, people have it way harder than me. Like, sometimes people are up working out at a 5 a.m. workout class. Like, I can get up. You know what I mean? It's 7 a.m. I can get up. Some people are already, you know, at their job or whatever. So... Yeah, I'm I'm fired up because I got my workout in and I'm showered, ready to go, and it feels amazing. Something about, I will say, being a girl, getting fully ready feels amazing. Like the sometimes the process, it's either super fun getting ready or it sucks balls. And I feel like today I had like just a great time getting ready. And now that I'm ready for the day, it just I feel elite. So if you're in a slump or just you're not feeling yourself or whatever, I highly recommend get up, get out of bed, do something active, 
and then get fully ready because I guarantee you, one, you'll be more productive and you will feel way better. I feel like myself again and these little things that I've been doing have been huge, I guess, little changes in my life. Like I'm ready. I'm in the red zone right now. I'm ready to push myself. And I feel like I attribute it all to me being out of my quarter life crisis because I'm 26 and I am so excited to be 26. It's such a weird age and I'm not going to lie. 26 to me used to sound so old. But now that I'm 26, I literally feel like I'm 23. It's the weirdest thing. Anyway, there's some parts of me that feel definitely older. Like I do not have nearly as much of a desire to drink anymore. Like I went out twice this weekend and I didn't drink alcohol. I literally ordered Diet Cokes. Like I was like, Diet Coke with lemon, please. First of all, life hack. It gives you caffeine so you can stay out. Second of all, it's so effing good, especially with a lemon. Third of all, it's so cheap. And then I'm not hungover. Like, it's literally, I feel like I hacked the the system. Anyway, Diet Coke is amazing. And yeah, I'm not as into drinking anymore. And I'm just more into, like, taking care of myself and my body. Like, I want to live a really long, healthy life. And I don't know. I want to be one of those parents that's, like, running around with my kids even when they're older and be in great shape. And I am just so excited to be 26, mainly because I was so over being 25. I feel like turning 25 was one of the worst years of my life, (laughs) like just because it was hard. Like the year before I was in my party girl era and I feel like it was one of my the best years of my life. And then 25 was a rude awakening because I don't know. I just feel like I was growing up and I was growing out of, you know, a position. I was I was just very comfortable when I was 24 and then I got really uncomfortable at 25, which is hard to just deal with any type of uncomfort. But we are now 26 and I genuinely feel like a new person and it feels amazing. And that being said, I really wanted to do a podcast called 26 Things I Learned at 26 because I did this at 25 and... I don't know. I just love going back and like having these one is a memory, but I also think they're great podcast topics. And I think the best way to learn is learning from others. And if you guys can take one piece of advice or inspiration or anything positive from this podcast today, I feel like I'm doing my job. So listen up, do something productive and buckle up because it's going to be a good one. So I made a note earlier this week while I was thinking about it. And I was like, let me just write the 26 things I've learned. And let me just write like five of them right now. And then I'll come back to this. You guys, I was like a typing machine. I couldn't stop. I even have 27 right now. So we'll see if anything else comes up. But I really didn't overthink this list. It was just things that came to mind specifically of things I learned in the last year and so on. So here we go. First thing is you have to water your own plant before you water others. I feel like I've said this so many times throughout the year in different podcasts, but it is just so true. It's so prevalent in my life, especially this year. And I feel like as soon as I turned 25, my eyes opened in a different way. And I was like, holy shit, I am running around helping everyone else and watering everyone else's plants, my friends, people I work for, 
men, like acquaintances, like people I didn't even know. I was watering their plant and I wasn't even watering my own. So I think it's a great saying. And I am such an advocate of being a yes man in your younger 20s, just like saying yes, especially if you're new in a new city and you are trying to meet, meet friends, like say yes to everything because you never know who you'll meet. But I think there becomes a time where you have developed friendships and, you know, you have some things really going for you. And it's time to buckle down and, you know, focus on yourself and say no to some things. So, yeah, I feel like I was at a turning point in my life where I really needed to put me first. And I really am proud of myself because I feel like I did that this year. And it was so hard. Like, it is hard putting yourself first because sometimes it feels ridiculous. Sometimes it feels wrong. Sometimes I would feel really bad putting myself first um, or guilty Sometimes I felt like it was the harder decision. Like it's easier to be told what to do. It's easier to say yes to everything because, you know, then your schedule kind of runs you. And I was, this was the year that I was like, I am ready to run my own schedule and be in charge of, you know, what fuels me and, you know, who gets a piece of this because I am valuable and special to be around and important and I know my worth and not everyone gets to get a piece of this and I hope you understand the same thing for you like setting boundaries is so important and letting people in is a privilege and I know you guys can all relate because I'm sure you've had someone that's in your past taken advantage of what you all of that you have going on, like they've taken advantage of that and your friendship and your advice and whatever. And then later down the line, you realize, wait a damn minute. They haven't helped me with anything <laughs> or they haven't listened to anything I've said or whatever. They never ask me questions or whatever it is. So, yeah, watering your own plant is so important and it's the only way you can grow like that's why I love the saying so much is because the only way a plant can grow is because of water and sunlight and all the things. And I was not giving myself any of that. Like I was not giving myself sunlight. I was not giving myself fresh air. I was not giving myself water. So yeah, now that I have done that, it took me a year to really adjust and transition and whatever. And that's okay to have a year that feels off or feels like a transformative year. Um, so yeah, that is number one. You have to water your own plant before you water others. That was like the biggest theme of my 25th year. And I feel like going into my 26th year, it's just a whole new theme. But And I'm still trying to figure it out. We'll talk about this in my 27th year, which I'm so excited to turn 27. That just sounds like such a fun age. 26 just sounds kind of lame and weird. But comment down below what age you are because... I honestly am curious and I'm like, is there anyone else out there that's 26? Because that's another thing I've noticed this year. I'm like, I don't really have that many friends my age in LA or at least good friends. Like I have a bunch of acquaintances, but I'm like, I kind of want like a bestie. I'm like manifesting a really close friend that's around my age, like for realsies, like who is 26 or 25 or 27, because I feel like I have so many friends that are either way older than me or way younger and I don't know, I've been like craving someone that's in the same stage of life as me just to like relate to and bounce ideas off of each other and like 
I don't know, complain with, whatever, all the things. Okay, so the next thing is every man is for themselves. And this is kind of a hard pill to swallow, but it's just true. And once you accept it, I feel like life gets a lot easier and more simple. Like every man is for themselves. Nothing is personal. People are always going to do what's best for them. Like everyone always basically has an ulterior motive. Like if they're wanting to hang out with you, it's because they're wanting to talk about the crazy story they had with, you know, the guy that they hooked up with last week or like whatever. I don't know. I feel like everyone at the end of the day is doing what's best for them. And you can't blame them because I would say the same for you or the same for me. It's like you got to do what's best for you and not care what others think. And I think this is like in the same realm as you have to water your own plant. Like every man is for themselves. So you better be for yourself. Like, why are you stopping all the things you want to do to help others when everyone else is doing what they need to do for themselves? So, yeah, once you realize I saw this TikTok the other day, I think it was Lexi J. I love her TikToks. And she was saying basically like. Your mom, your best friend, your coworkers, like everyone in your life has probably talked shit about you at one point or another. Like even if it's like a passive side remark, like, yeah, I can't believe they wore that or um, I can't believe she said that to blah, blah, blah. Like even it's just I'm sure all of your closest friends at one point or another or family have said something negative about you. And you've probably said something negative about them. Like they've all talked shit about you and you have probably talked shit about all of them. And the moral of her TikTok or the story is that do whatever the fork you want and go after what you want because at the end of the day, the people you love the most have probably talked shit about you. So of course, you know, when you put yourself out there on the internet or TikTok, if you're wanting to be a creator or if you're wanting to start a business or whatever, of course, other random people are going to talk shit about you too. Like they're going to be like, oh, you're not going to be able to do that. You're not going to be successful. That's a bad idea. That's so embarrassing, blah, 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 blah. Like the people you love the most have probably talked shit about you. So why do you give a flying fuck about what people say who don't even know you? You know what I mean? I thought it was a great TikTok. I was like, girl, you are so right about that. Anyway, I should have Lexi J on this podcast. Lexi, come on my podcast. I love you. <laughs> anyway, I thought it kind of res it really resonated with me because I was like, that is so true. Like everyone talks shit about everyone. No one's perfect. Every man is for themselves. And that's the tea. Number three is I already kind of touched on this was nothing is personal. Pretty much everyone has an ulterior motive, which I think that is true. Sometimes people want to hang out with you because you make them feel great about themselves and you're their Delulu friend. Like <laughs> Alicia and I always talk about this, like if I'll be talking about a boy, she'll be like, okay, do you want me to be a Delulu right now or like for real? And sometimes I'm like, I just want you to be a Delulu. Like tell me he's obsessed with me and that he's so hot and whatever, even if he's not. Like sometimes I want that. Sometimes I don't want that. But that's why I love Alicia's because I feel like she can do both and she's like fully aware, like what do you want right now? But, you know, everyone has an ulterior motive and it's only for their personal gain. And so you should too. You know what I mean? Like you should put yourself first too. I think it can get unhealthy if you have too many like toxic fucked up ulterior motives, but it's okay to hang out with someone just because they're fun to be around or they're your friend you talk shit about guys with or whatever. It's it's really not that deep. 
Thank you so much to Apartments.com for sponsoring this episode of Making Moves. Apartments.com has helped millions of renters find their perfect places. And the beauty is they're all different. None of us are the same, so why should our homes be? Someone may want hardwood floors. Someone else may say, carpet all the way. Questionable call, but hey, to each their own. Some may want a doorman. Others may say, I can open the door myself. But Apartments.com has all the right tools to help you find the place that's uniquely perfect for you. Sort through the filter listings by amenities and make sure you never miss out with their instant alert option. With more than 1 million available units for rent, you're sure to find a place that's right for you. So whether you're looking for a place with a basement, a yard, a pool, or everything in between, Apartments.com has got you covered. Visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. I personally love Apartments.com because it is so convenient. I get on it all the time when I'm bored or when I'm actually on the hunt for an apartment. I'm thinking about moving this year, so I've been using it like crazy just to start browsing and get ahead of the game. And the website is so user-friendly. I'm a huge fan. Number four is find hobbies you love doing in the daylight. So... I guess the whole going back to the whole like I haven't been that into drinking or partying or whatever. I just realized like this weekend I was at Jameson's and I was having a great time. I caught up with my friends. And then when I got to the point where I was like, "Mm," transparently, like there aren't any guys here that I find are attractive or that are catching my eye. I've already caught up with my friends. I'm getting tired It's not like we're having the best like dance party. Like if I'm thinking about going home, then that's when you should immediately go home. And I don't know. It just made me realize like going out and drinking, we all idolize and like put it on a pedestal. I I guess we could all kind of romanticize like going out, clubbing, finding that person out to like make out with, which is like a thing in our generation that's so fucked up. Like we can't go up to people when we're sober and in the daylight and say that like why is it embarrassing to go up to someone and ask to hang out or like ask someone on a date when you're sober and during the daylight but it's fine to hook up with a stranger not know their name and wake up the next morning and never talk again like what is wrong with our society like don't get me wrong I've totally been there and I probably will do that again but I don't know. I feel like this year I just realized how silly going out and getting super fucked up is. Like, of course, sometimes it really is fun. I just feel like I'm growing up and I'm realizing I genuinely would much rather put my energy and time towards and money towards like tennis lessons or playing pickleball with my friends or going to the beach all day and getting exhausted that way. Or I don't know, just doing things that genuinely make me happy versus like, hoping I find a hot guy or like something crazy happens out while I'm like drunk at a bar and it's not that fun and I'm exhausted and then it ruins my next day and then I have the scaries. I don't know. I am just like so not in a crazy party mood unless I know it's going to be something really fun. I guess just like going out on a whim doesn't seem as fun to me anymore. And it made me realize how much I love, love, love going on hikes, going to my silly little workout classes, doing little activities. Like my friends and I this year, we went to Color Me Mine. It was so effing fun. 
um, the other day I went to the beach, like laying out at my pool, pool. I was like, why the fuck am I not using my pool? Like, that's crazy. I'm so lucky that I have a pool in Los Angeles and I have nice weather. Like, if that's something I love, swimming, then like do it more. You know what I mean? Like, why am I going out and like doing something I don't even really like to do and spending like $40 each way on an Uber? I don't know. It's just like, I don't know what went off in my head. I guess it was a light bulb when I hit 25 and my brain fully developed and was like, bitch, what the fuck are you doing? And I realized that. So yeah, that was something. Finding hobbies you love to do during the daylight. Um, And for me this summer, it's going to the beach, getting a tan, laying out, reading. I discovered reading. Like literally, I was never a reader. Now, I I love reading a good book. All it takes is a great like story to get you back into reading. Right now I'm reading Malibu Rising, which I am obsessed with by Taylor Jenkins Reid. She's the girl that wrote Daisy Jones and the Six and Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Those books, Seven Husbands and Malibu Rising, loved. Even Colleen Hoover. I know it's basic, but it's basic for a reason. Starbucks, she's basic, but basic for a reason because it's good and people like it. So yeah, I'm really into trying out new things during the daylight making it a fun thing. Be a tourist in your own city. This week, I think my friends and I are going to go to the beach, but I know one of the things we've been wanting to do is every month, one person rotates and makes like a plan of something fun to do. So I want to plan biking on the beach one day. I know someone wants to plan like a pottery day or like I'm sure I could book like a tennis lesson. I don't know. There's so many fun things to do in Los Angeles, especially during the day when it's sunny out and I don't know. There's so many things to do. Why am I not taking advantage of it? I don't know. So that's another huge thing. Number five is you don't need alcohol to have fun. I basically just touched on that. But yeah, it really is true. Get a Diet Coke. Get a Sprite. Get a root beer. Like have fun. Be silly with it. You can get a lemonade. Um, You also can get like the other day I just had a beer and it was so yummy. And I was just like sipping on it and I wasn't drinking it to get fucked up. Like I was like, this just tastes good. I started with a margarita and I was like, this margarita is so bad. It was like one of those that was like just the mix. I went to Shellbacks in Manhattan Beach. If you live in L.A., you know what I'm talking about. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed with that bar. It's like my new favorite bar. I've been before, but I hadn't been in forever. And now I'm like obsessed with Manhattan Beach again and the South Bay. If you didn't know, this is such a tangent. But if you didn't know. I, when I first moved to LA, that was like the main beach I would go to, Manhattan Beach, mainly because my friend was dating a guy that lived there. So we would go and hang out there. And then also I got a job at Planet Blue at the point in Manhattan Beach. So I was always in the South Bay. So I'm very familiar with that area. And I would like always go on hot girl walks there and like go to the beach there. And there was one time my mom rented an Airbnb there and we stayed there for a week, whatever. So I'm like very obsessed with the South Bay and it just like, relit this little spark in me like why the heck do I not come here more it's so beautiful it feels like vacation it's literally free to go to the beach so yeah and it's such an underrated beach I feel like everyone goes to Malibu here it's so far away such a pain in the ass to get to and I personally think Manhattan's better so that's my hot take and it's easier to walk around like the stores are so cute whatever oh I also have been obsessed with poppy like the root beer poppies and olipop those like healthy prebiotic sodas obsessed love next one number six friends are good for different things it can be extremely random and small like having a hike friend so I feel like I already knew this and I've definitely said this but 
I feel like I zoomed in on this like saying or just thing in general even more. And that's why I put in parentheses, it can be extremely random and small, like just having a hike friend. So I think that's really true. Like you can just have someone you see just at a workout class or you can just have a friend that you only meet for coffee and nothing else. Like you don't have to progress the friendship like you if you can just hang out with your coworkers during the holiday party and like that's fine. You don't have to make it a bigger deal. But it's okay to like totally take advantage of that workout class, of that hike, of that whatever. Like you don't have to mix all your friend groups and friends together. People are great for certain areas and reasons of your life and that's okay. So that's something I feel like I've zoomed in on and accepted this year. Number seven, there's a difference between talking shit and spitting facts to inform people. People should be warned when someone is a shitty person. So I feel like, of course, I've like talked shit, <laughs> like duh. And, you know, my friends have talked shit to me or whatever. But I feel like I really try to not be, I don't know, just like a blatantly rude or mean person, like talk shit, I guess, for no reason. So I feel like these past couple of years, I've really like reeled it in. Like if it's not nice or positive or if I don't need to say it again, I'm not perfect. I definitely have slipped up on this thing that I've been trying to do. But I've been trying to not, you know, talk as much shit or just like if it's sometimes you just don't need to say it. I can keep that thought to myself or to my journal if I really need to get it out. Anyway, I do think something I realized this year is I do think if someone is rude or gives you a weird feeling that is your intuition and that is okay to bring up and forewarn other friends that's not to me talking shit that's being smart and intuitive and warning someone before something big happens because I feel like this last year or couple years I've let too many things slide that I thought were a little mm, I like I was like ooh, didn't like that Ooh, that was weird Ooh, didn't like the way you made me feel or ooh, I didn't like what you just said or whatever. There have been too many times where I just let things go. And then after, you know, time has passed, they end up doing something way more shitty and bigger than the little things that I shoved under the rug. And now we're no longer friends and it was a big blow up and whatever. So all that to say is my friends and I literally made a pact because we've had like this happen with a few people and anytime something, anytime someone's rude or shitty or just like gives you a bad feeling, I'll now just be like, hey, it's really like Alicia, Ashley and I will do this to each other. We're like, hey, this person gave me a weird feeling here just forewarning you. Um, and I think it's smart. I think it is a totally valid thing. That's not talking shit. That's just your intuition working. <laughs> and if I have a good intuition, I want to utilize it. So, yeah, when I get a weird feeling about someone or just like weird energy, weird vibes, I want to start saying and forewarning it to my friends and people that I love to protect them and myself. And also, I want them to do the same for me. If they get weird vibes or someone was rude to them or whatever, that's not talking shit. That is spitting facts. So, sorry. And you know what? Shitty people don't deserve to just like go throughout life being a shitty person. Like we should be clocking them. 
So normalize clocking shitty people in your life <laughs> and warning them uh, and warning your friends about them because, you know, that's why we're friends, to protect each other and help each other out. Number eight is ordering every meal isn't a flex. Cooking and eating at home is. So I feel like the last year or last couple of years, I literally have been a Postmates queen. And as much as I love Postmates and I still use it, ordering food for every single meal just truly is not a flex. I used to be like, yeah, I Postmates so much, like blah, 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 blah. What do I want? I don't know. Like, obviously, it's a convenient app, but I have thoroughly enjoyed cooking my own meals. Like it's, first of all, it's just way cheaper and it's also way healthier. Like even if you're ordering a healthy meal from another restaurant, you still don't know what exactly is being put into it. Like there's a reason that chicken tastes a little too good or whatever. Like uh, it's probably a lot of, you know, butter or whatever. I, I mean, this is just me being a health freak. So if you don't care about that, who actually cares like I didn't literally for two years and still sometimes I don't but I feel like I used to order every meal sometimes not even because I was too busy to like cook or go to the grocery store or whatever it was just because I was like haha like just because you can doesn't mean you should I guess it's kind of the saying so yeah I've been really into cooking and going to the grocery store and honestly it's therapeutic for me and it's fun it's like a new challenge I've been really enjoying trying new recipes and it's just the best. Number nine is it's good to date outside of your type, but never date down or lower your standards for anyone. I'm pretty, that pretty much says it all. Like, I feel like this year I really let myself try and date like outside my type and outside the usual. And I definitely was talking to this guy for a while who was someone I never in a million years would date, but I got set up with him and it was a really good experience. But just because they aren't my type doesn't mean I need to let things slide. Like they can still be a different type of person, but that doesn't mean your expectations should change or the things you would clock with your normal type, like they shouldn't change because this person's a different type of guy. Does that make sense? I don't know. I feel like I let a lot of things slide that I wouldn't normally let slide with this man. And um, I learned a lot from it. And I'll never be letting someone I date get away with the shit I let this guy get away with, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I feel like more than ever this year, because I you know, dated like different types of people this year, I feel like I am the most sure of myself I've ever been when it comes to dating. And I truly know my worth and I have my expectations and I am not dumbing them down for anyone. So... Yeah, date more because it's always you learn so much about yourself and it helps you maintain and like raise your standards. Number 10, chemistry and attraction is everything. Like someone can literally go to the most pre prestigious schools, have the most prestigious job, be the best of the best at the job, make really good money, like be really hot be really tall whatever they can be all the things but if you don't have chemistry and you're not attracted to them then like who cares they're they will be good for someone else and you will find you will be great for someone else yeah chemistry is just so important and if you don't have it in regards to dating then like why are you wasting your time number 11 is 
We really are so damn small. Life is so simple. And this goes back to my Africa trip, being around those ginormous animals and realizing their main priorities of the day were finding food, finding out who they're going to reproduce with and just surviving. Like that's their the three things they're worried about. It just made me zoom out and realize life is simple. It's not that deep. Don't overthink the little things too much because we're all just out here trying to have a good time, survive, and find out who we're going to reproduce with. So number 12 is materialistic things do not make you happy, which I've always known this, but I feel like especially this year, just being transparent, like I got my dream car. I got my dream apartment. I now have a designer bag. Just like things that I've always wanted and like worked my ass off for. It's like, okay, now I have it. And it's like, now what? I'm not going to lie. Like they were awesome accomplishments. And I was so excited when they happened. And I still every day I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe I live in this apartment and I'm obsessed with it. And same with my car. Like I'm obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with my bags. I utilize and use everything. And I think it's totally fine and normal to have materialistic goals. However, that at the end of the day is not what's going to make you happy. I think they are great check marks in life. And almost like little rewards for yourself like, oh, you know, I worked my ass off and I got myself this as a reward, but it's not going to be what makes you happy. So it's just a good reminder that like materialistic things don't make you happy. Relationships and people are what make me happy. Number 13, always go back to the fundamentals, the gym, clean space, etc. Simple things equal success. So this was something that was huge for me this year. I I went through the quarter life crisis. I did the whole, uh, you know, I don't know what the fork I'm doing. I don't know where I should be going. And I was just like, I felt like I was a mess. I was all over the place. I had no direction and I was confused. Probably the most confused and like scared I have ever been. And just like as far as like where I want to go with my life and what I want to be doing. And... The main thing that helped me get back on track was truly going back to the fundamentals of the things that just are natural uppers, I guess, which are things that just make anyone happy, like getting my health and wellness and fitness back on track. Like you prioritizing your health and fitness, like there is nothing you'll never regret it. Like you'll never be like, oh. I spent too much time prioritizing my health and fitness. Like you will never regret that. You'll never regret having a clean space. And those sayings are true. Like having like clean space means clean mind. Going to the gym is good for your mental and your physical. Like things like that. Like I I don't know. Going back to the fundamentals of things that you know are good for you was were just pivotal things for me this year. I really went back to the fundamentals and Um, sometimes it was hard. Like sometimes I didn't want to clean my space or I didn't want to go to the gym or I wasn't in the mood to, you know, like really work on myself and go back to the basics. But again, the basics are basic for a reason. Number 14, health, fitness, and the gym seriously can change your life and can keep you mentally sane and make you confident slash feel good in your own skin. I basically said it all. I mean, it really is true. I feel like 
once I started taking my health and fitness seriously, that's when like just things mentally shifted for me. And I became more confident, confident, like being transparent. I'm on camera for my job. And because I wasn't taking care of myself, it was even harder to upload because I wouldn't want to edit myself because I wasn't happy with the way I looked or the way I felt. And even if you couldn't tell like a difference, I felt the difference. I felt not myself in my own skin and I could see it through the camera when I was editing or through the computer screen when I was editing and it didn't make me happy. So yeah, health and fitness has been a huge thing for me. I mean, I am obsessed with my workout classes. One thing I love about my workout classes has nothing to do with, you know, physical appearance or fitness or whatever is the community that it's brought me. I have some friends downtown, but I not like a lot of friends downtown. And I've been wanting more of a community there. Like I've been wanting more of like my go to restaurants, coffee shops, the gym, whatever. And like meeting other people that are like me, even though I won't probably hang out with them outside the gym. Again, my gym friends. It makes me feel like downtown feels like home. So having those people there that I see every day or every other day at the gym, it truly makes me happy and feels like I have a little community. And health and fitness is just so rewarding. I also think like once I started taking care of myself more, I my skin started to clear up. I think also just being less stressed. Like the gym also helps with stress. Like going for a walk. First of all, being outside is just like a natural upper. Like being in the sunlight, being around people, being out and about. Like I've never gone on a walk outside and been like, oh, that was such a waste of time. I've never thought that. There's been times where I've sat inside and been scrolling on my phone. The amount of times are like countless that I can say that I've been like, I regret just spending an hour scrolling on my phone. Like if you're going to scroll on your phone, at least get on the treadmill and get some steps in. Like you will feel good after. Trust me. And it's not about just the physical. Like it mentally makes you feel better. So yeah, the health, fitness and gym slay. Love you. Love it. And the other thing I love about it is it's not expensive like you really can go outside and go for a walk and be healthy it's also a great way to catch up with friends is going on walks I don't know I could talk about this forever but yeah number 15 I already said this but diet coke equals the best drink also poppy obsessed I'm obsessed with beverages now like beverages that aren't just alcoholic like I still love alcoholic beverages like I honestly love a Vizzy or you know, a happy hour or whatever. Like I love a little seltzer moment, a high noon, but beverages can be really fun that don't have alcohol in them. So slay. Um, Number 16, do more of what you love, even if it means being alone. So going to the beach, going to the pool, traveling, whatever. I feel like from basically 20 to 25, I was just doing everything anyone else wanted to do just because I wanted a community and I wanted friends and I wanted to be around people. But now that I'm older and I'm secure in my friendships, I'm like, you know what? I don't want to go do that thing that you want to do because I don't want to do that thing. I want to instead go do A, B, and C. And that is totally fine. And I feel like you learn so much about yourself and you gain confidence by spending time alone and really figuring out what you want to do in your spare time. I don't know. I'm really trying to like date myself right now because I'm trying to look at myself like would I want to date me right now? Like am I in in the best place? Because 
I wouldn't want to date someone who isn't in their best place or the best version of themselves. I'm really trying to date myself, figure out what I like, be sure of what I like versus what I don't like um, because I'm getting ready to let someone else in and I want to be sure of what I want when they get here. Number 17, anytime you get the opportunity to travel, do it in all caps. <sighs> you guys traveling again sort of like going on a walk I never regret it I'm never like ah oh, I shouldn't have gone it is just the best form of education in all areas uh, educating about yourself educating about a different culture and especially even traveling with others you learn so much about yourself and what drives you nuts about others versus what you will let slide it is just the best. And moving forward in my 26th year, I'm going to try and always have a trip to be looking forward to. So yesterday I literally texted my friend Kenzie Elizabeth because I've always wanted to travel to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And I keep saying it. I keep saying it. I keep saying it. And I know it'll probably pop up one day for me and like you know shit just happens like that sometimes but I was like why the heck don't I just plan it like why don't I see if some friends want to plan a trip and like I can find the Airbnb and why don't I just do it I texted my friend Kenzie Elizabeth because I know I knew she would want to go <laughs> because she's the type that would want to go to Jackson Hole Wyoming little ranch moment and she literally let me go to the text I just text her out of nowhere this is what I love about Kenzie she's one of those people that like I feel like I could text her literally anything and she would be like, she would not be phased. We're just like so close, but I don't talk to her every day. But every time I catch up with her, it's like we never stop talking. I go, let's plan a trip to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And I want to plan a trip to New York City in the fall. If you want to come um, and share a room and podcast and stuff. She goes, I am so down for Wyoming for sure. New York most likely. <laughs> like, I just I was like that was so easy like hello she said I am so down and I guarantee you we could get a grip of girly pops or couples like I don't even care so all that to say is travel make a plan even I got the opportunity to go to Florida like not next week but the week after and I'm like fuck it this is why this is one of the privileges I have now of working for myself. I can go wherever I want at any time. I don't have to take time off or whatever. I can work from anywhere. So I'm trying to take advantage of that and travel and be a little nomad. So slay. If anyone wants to invite me on a trip or to their wedding, you know where to find me in the DMs. <laughs> Next one is number 18. Every relationship goes through rocky times. You have to stand up for yourself, give grace, and have the tough convos, even if that means you bringing them up. So, uh, yeah, I feel like this year I went through some rocky times with just like multiple, you know, friends, coworkers, like so many different things. And it just made me realize, like, even with men, it made me realize that. Every, even married couples go through rocky times. Like I'm thinking about Kyle and Mauricio right now, like from Real Houses of Beverly Hills and how there was like a jump scare that they were getting a divorce or whatever. Apparently they're just separated, but they're trying to work through it. Thank God, because I'm obsessed with Kyle and Mauricio and I would love for them to stay together or do whatever makes them happiest. But 
they're the prime example of like I think picture perfect family. They're the Joneses. They have it all. They have all this money, whatever. And it's like, and they have the, all these children, and it looks like happily ever after. But clearly, they're going through some shit. And sometimes there's like a year that's rocky in relationships, and that's okay. That's totally normal. That usually means you're really fucking close to someone, and you're being honest that you're not happy in some areas, and that's okay to bring it up. And work through it. And not every conversation or relationship is going to be happy-go-lucky. Like, that is a privilege. That's what a blessing that is to have some rocky times with someone because that means you're really fucking close and you love the shit out of them and you're willing to go through some hard times to make it work and come out even stronger than you were. So that's another thing I learned is, like, it's okay to embrace a – really tough convo and if you have to bring it up it's really hard but it will be worth it and communication is everything like you resenting someone or something is only hurting you and never bringing it up and it driving you nuts for like years and years and years is not going to do anything other than hurt you so may as well bring it up have a tough conversation rip the band-aid off and maybe you'll be mad at each other for a couple of months, but a couple of months in the grand scheme of things is like nothing compared to like your entire life of happiness <laughs> and your like epic relationship you can continue with said person. Number 19 is a Friday night in and alone can be more fun than going out. I hate to say it. Maybe that's just me growing up. Sometimes being at home and ordering your favorite food or like getting your favorite snack at the grocery store, candy, whatever the fuck, and watching Housewives is just, it just hits different. It's so uniquely. Sometimes it hits better than going out and having a shitty drink and spending way too much money on Uber. Like I would just rather spend that money on like the craziest fun snacks at Whole Foods. That is where I'm at in life. It's 26 for you. Hope you're looking forward to it. <laughs> Number 20, just because you're invited doesn't mean you have to go. That is a testament to my huge FOMO issues I used to have. Now I feel like I have JOMO, the joy of missing out. Number 21, if you're mad slash bitter, it's probably because you are jealous. Do the inner work on you. When I was down bad and I was, you know, at the beginning of this year and I was like so confused and upset, I was like, it was the most time I was spending scrolling on my phone comparing myself to others. And I was like comparing like my numbers and my looks and whatever. And the only reason I was doing that was because I was unhappy and I was jealous. And so anytime now I like catch myself like comparing in the slightest, I'm like, whoa, 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 what am I jealous about? Because that's, it is what it is. It's like okay and perfectly normal to be jealous. Like it's okay to want something someone else has. That's totally normal. But let's just do the inner work and instead of being jealous, like be inspired by this person. Like you can do that too. So, and I hope, honestly, if any of you guys watch my stuff, I hope that it only inspires you because I'm only putting out on the internet like the best version and the best, you know, parts of me. Like you don't see the times where I'm like really done bad or really upset. Like, yes, I do. I am very like transparent. I do share a lot of things, but I don't share everything. So I hope you never compare yourself to me in that way. Um, I hope more so it's like, if anything, I guess 
inspiration if if that is what I am to you or just like let it be someone you're internet friends with I guess it doesn't need to be like this big comparison thing like I'm telling you right now I'm an internet person I only put when I look feel sound the best like we are editing everything that's shitty about us out (laughs) so don't compare yourself to people because one it's only their best of the best versions of themselves and two I don't know where I was going with two. Comparison is the thief of joy. Number 22, it's okay to agree to disagree or say when something makes you upset. It's not always cute shoving things under the rug. You will blow up one day because of resentment. Okay, I feel like I sandwiched two things in here. I already mentioned one of them about the shoving under the rug. The main thing here is the agree to disagree. It's totally okay to agree to disagree. I feel like this year I finally like just started saying it. Like there would be times where I would dis- disagree with someone. I wouldn't say it. Now I'm totally comfortable and confident in myself to be like, I disagree. But it's okay to agree to disagree. Like you guys, you don't have to convince someone why you think they're wrong or why you think you're right. It's just okay to agree to disagree. I feel like I've been doing that a lot with my friends. And the only reason I noticed it is because one of my friends said that they liked that about me. They were like, TK, I love that you are so calm and cool with just disagreeing. And I was like, it made me realize that I do that. I was like, wow, thank you. And I was like, I should do that more I just think it's like confident and cool like when someone's like I disagree and it's okay I don't know I feel like I'll do it a lot when like I don't know sometimes I'll my friends will be talking shit or whatever and I'll be like I disagree I think they're funny or whatever or vice versa like maybe they'll be like I think they're a great person I'll be like I disagree I think that person's shitty (laughs) so yeah It's totally fine to have your opinion that you disagree with. Like, not everyone has to be on the same page all the time. I think the internet nowadays is, like, so fucking annoying with that. Like, it's okay if you don't disagree with me that I think this is the best sweater you should own. I feel like so many influencers, like, I'm like, this is the best drink. I'll make a TikTok. I'm like, this is the best drink from Starbucks. It's my favorite. People are like, oh, my God, how dare you say that's the best drink, blah, 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 blah. It's just like, babe, just agree to disagree. It's not that deep. Like, You like coffee, I like matcha, that's fine. I'm fine agreeing to disagree. We don't have to cancel someone over them having a favorite drink and you not agreeing. Like, does that make sense? Disagreeing isn't that big of a deal is what I'm trying to say. Number 23, play with the cards you are dealt. This mainly is the way, the reason I thought of this is because in relation to men, I am not going to play the game or play cards with anyone that is dealing me shitty cards. I'm only playing with a good hand. Like if you deal me the cards that you want to take me on a date, we've been texting, we're FaceTiming, like I'm going to play with those. But if you're going to only hit me up at 3 a.m. and, you know, wanting booty call and like that's just not what I want – And you're going to hit me up when you need me for a connection to someone. And you're going to hit me up when you want to come to a wedding with me. Like those things, I'm not going to play with those. Sometimes when people deal me shitty cards, sometimes I want to play. But right now I want to play with a great hand. And I just think it's a great saying, like play with the cards 
you're dealt. I think the same goes for friendships or even working relationships. Like, I'm only going to play with the cards you're dealing me, dealing me. If you're not actively checking up on me as a friend, if you're not asking to hang out, making the time and effort, asking me great questions, really listening when I'm like being vulnerable with you, then I want nothing to do with you. I'm not playing the game. So, yeah. Number 24. Go with the flow. Life isn't too complicated. If you have a feeling that you want to change something or an opportunity is presented, there's probably a reason for that. Embrace the change. So this kind of has to do with my transformation as far as quitting my job. I really felt like it wasn't me fully deciding like, oh, I want to quit. It felt like stars were aligning and it was like shoving me out of my position. And I was like, okay, I have to quit. And it was just essentially me growing up. I felt like I was outgrowing the position and someone else could do it better than me at this point in time. I wasn't giving the time and energy that the position needed and I didn't want to. I was like, in, in some aspects, some sometimes I really wanted to, but like sometimes I was like, fuck, like what am I doing? I felt so tied between like two essentially full-time jobs and life will kind of like lead you or push you in a certain direction. I feel like the way I picture it is like me being in the ocean. Like, you know, sometimes you get into the ocean, you're playing, and then all of a sudden you end up on the total opposite side of the beach because the waves are like naturally pushing you that way. That's how life is sometimes. Sometimes you just grow up and you outgrow a position and things aren't fitting in the glove as good as they once fit, you know? And that's totally fine. And just embrace the change. I feel like for so long I was trying to not embrace the change. I was trying to avoid the change or avoid this growth growth that I was feeling from just life and like the world and I was like avoiding it and then I was trying to fit a square into a circle and it wasn't working and yeah I think it's good to pay attention to you know what things happen for you things happen for you not to you and I really do believe in like you know the stars aligning everything happens for a reason life isn't too complicated and take advantage of that. Like, look at your surroundings, see what's happening for you, and take advantage of that. Walk in that direction. Number 25 is just because someone swears by it doesn't mean it'll work for you. So I think this goes, this can be like a little thing or a big thing. Let's start small. On TikTok, if someone swears by it, I swear this is the best concealer. It'll change your acne or best skincare product. I swear by it. It worked for me, blah, blah, blah. Doesn't mean that it's going to cure your acne. It might have, you know, worked for me, but it might not work for you. The amount of times I've been like just influenced by things that I didn't need to be. Even just in real life, like by trends or just the dumbest shit. Like just because someone swears by it and it works for them doesn't mean it'll work for you. Same with workout classes. Like sometimes people are like swear by Pilates and it's like but Pilates is not good for my my body. Like, F45 is great for my body. Um, that's where I've seen change. I guarantee you, like, every time I've gone to Pilates, I, I think it's fun and it's good to implement into my, you know, workout routine to, like, change things up, but it's not my main thing. Everyone's different. Like, of course it's, like, not going to work for you. Everyone's different. Something else might work for you even better. And then the last thing, number 26, is travel for a This is in all caps, by the way. Travel for a month in the summer every year <laughs> or travel somewhere 
every year. Somewhere new. And I just, I can't say it loud enough. Travel is the best. I swear I feel like a different person because of the trips I've taken this year. Traveling is just so good. It's so good for the soul. You meet so many people. You learn so much about yourself. You get inspired. You, you know, redirect. It's just the best. I don't know what else to say. It's just the best. And I can't recommend it enough. And if you ever get the opportunity to spend a month somewhere, um, specifically in Europe, do it. Because that was the best trip I've ever been on, that month-long extravaganza to Italy. Also, my two-week two trip to South Africa. Like, I will never forget it. And I, I'm going to beat it. What's the... Beat it to the ground, dead horse. What's the saying? I don't know. I'm going to beat it to the ground. Is that the saying? I don't freaking know. But the reason I keep bringing it up is because it was so transformative and epic for me. And I know I'm going to be telling my kids about it one day. Even the photos. It's just huge mega sleigh. Traveling mega sleigh. So, yeah, those were the 26 things that I learned at 26. I'm so excited for this year. Thank you for dealing with me my 25th year because that was shitty. <laughs> and I'm so excited for 26. I feel like it's going to be a really, really, really good year. I mean, it has to be after my 25th year. I'm so excited for 2024. And I think we are going to kick ass this year, ladies and gents, my 10% gen, gents and my 90% female audience. I think we're going to kick ass this year. It's going to be really fun. And... I love you guys so much. Don't forget, make someone else's day this week and comment down below your age and when your birthday is and what your sign is. Okay, love you. 